Yo, what's going on? It's, what's going on? It's your girl, April Michelle, and I still got that energy, but it is, it just hurts me to hear such a promising rapper like this gone too soon. Just gone too soon, man. It's me, him, and her, 704. What's going on? I'm here with my Roger Dyes, my partners. Speak on it. You already know, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Been around the world, and I, I, I can't find my bag. Cause I need one so I can be a millionaire. Hey, you already know, man. Loud mouth Larry, aka my mama's only son. She told me that over the weekend. It's my goddamn birthday. This again. Your and again. This your boy Rob Brandon, aka the Carolina kid. Yeah, Dickie B. We heard you got flued out. <laughs> he did get flued out. He did get flued I got, out. I got flued out and then had to catch a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was real nice, though. Uh, your lady oh, yeah, put man. it on you real nice, man. Congratulations what, on just what, having that kind of love in your life and seeing another trip around the sun. Hey, man, one time for the for the birthday celebration, you know. Uh, also, did a real big in Vegas with my homeboys and my family out there. Had a nice guy's trip, then came back and, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. got flued out and, and caught a boat. And had a nice dinner cruise down in Clearwater, Florida. If you've never visited, who you need to go down there, boy. It's a lot of money down there in Florida. I actually researched this. Florida is home to some of the richest people in America. Oh, well, that's because they got them tax. Uh, yes, it's no state tax. Exactly. Yeah, but so. it's, it, it's home to a, a yeah. The weather is it, the beaches, the weather, and um, the hurricanes come through. The cocaine, the weed, everything. They got everything down there. Everything you need. What is that? 95 is the drug trafficking route? You already know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> Move that weight. Hey, did you get your Gucci bag? Ah, uh, Nah, man. So it wasn't a Gucci bag. It was a, a Louis bag. I actually okay. picked it up. And I just couldn't break. I just couldn't bring myself to buy it. You know, you know, you know what I find is real, real funny is like when you can't afford something. You want that's it, you can afford it. You don't want it, and that's that's how I've been. That, yeah, that's how I've been feeling lately. Like a lot of things that I, that I wanted when I couldn't afford it, I don't want them now that I can't afford it. So I picked it up. I was about to buy, it, and I said I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. However, I did get a nice coach bag though. Okay. Yeah, I did right. get a nice coach. Hey, it's your birthday. Yeah. Celebrate. You know who is probably getting a, a Louis bag though? Dustin Johnson. Oh yeah. My man broke all sorts of records as he put on that green jacket today. Uh, it was given to him from Tiger. You got the Masters Tournament, South Carolina boy, Carolina native, shout out to him. I mean, I think it's exciting. I'm a fan of golf, but do you guys really care about that? I really don't care. Um, I'm one of the black people that stopped watching golf when Tiger got out. Um, it was only last year. About, uh, it, it was over when, when, when Tiger was on the phone talking about, hey, it's me, call me back. It was over for golf for me. You know what I mean? I knew then when Tiger, when Tiger had already said, I'm not black. I knew when he was on that voicemail that it was official. He's not black anymore for me. He's not black for me no more. So it's out the window for golf for me. I don't give a damn who win. And, and then it's called a Masters. I don't, it, it's just too much for me. I, I mean, I like the, I do like the green jacket because I like green. I like odd colors, but no, nah, I'm good on golf. It's a lot of symbolism going on. You're right. Just the name, the masters, then the green jacket symbolizing the money. It's a lot of bread in the building down there. But I'm kind of teetering. First of all, I agree with you, uh, Black Dickie B. That voicemail was just infamous. First of all, for all the guys out there listening, <laughs> and some of the girls, the scammers out there, don't leave your name on the voicemail. 
Don't never leave your name on the voicemail. Hey, it's me. It's Tiger. Dude, how many people named Tiger? Come on, bro. Get it together, man. As far as do I care or not, not really. I, I actually like to golf somewhat. I go like you're a golfer. I am a golfer. But man, just this pandemic done kind of jaded my opinion on a lot of shit. Excuse my language over the last couple months. I don't care about golf. And secondly, I think golf only needs to be televised the last round. I don't need to see Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Just put the last round on Sunday or whatever so we can get to it. You can really just show the last two holes. Kind of like the, end, uh, the, the red zone network for football or whatever. We only need to see the last two holes Round 17 and 18, all that other stuff is just a waste of time. It's a waste of time. You know, man, now I will say this Masters, it definitely was because Dustin Johnson was like leading from Friday night on. So, I mean, it wasn't really that exciting. I, the only, I like Dustin. He's kind of a little bit of the bad boy of the PGA. He's married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter. He's known to do, you know what? Let me not say this because uh, I'm not going to get so sued, but sometimes he likes to book a sugar. Ain't nothing wrong with it. He's a true superstar. Wow. That gives you a little bit of uh, he gives you a little bit of the the bad boy face. So cheers to you, Dustin Johnson. You got a Masters, you got a U.S. Open. Bravo. The best part of golf this weekend, I was down in Clearwater, Florida, and they kept showing his hand. Y'all might have seen this too. On the golf course was a big ass alligator. It was, was the best dinosaur. part of golf this weekend. Now that was now that was damn exciting. Now that was exciting. That thing was huge. I didn't think it was real. Huge. No, it was like muscles. It was just walking. Like, yeah. This is now not a golf course. I'll give you that. Hey, Michelle, it was pretty cool, though, to see Tiger put the jacket on. Uh, oh, boy. Hey, how, how, one quick question before we transition. How come Tiger never had any shoes? We're in the era where all these go athletes had their own signature shoe. I'm pretty sure Tiger may have had a cleat or something like that, a golf cleat with Nike. Yeah. He gave him a shoe. Dick had a shoe. Yeah, he, he, he did. He did. He did. He did have a cleat. He did have a a, a golf shoe. I don't know why he never really transitioned to a tennis shoe. I guess because that's not his sport. But hey, you get like I said earlier. He said he wasn't black. They get a, they get the shoes to the black people. That's what I was gonna he say. Would black. you wear Would you wear a shoe by Tiger for shizzle? I mean, Griffey, Jordan. Griffey was black. 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 Tiger is undeniably one of the goats. He's supposed to have a shoe. He's yep. He is a goat. He is a goat. Mike Tyson's supposed to have a shoe. You literally are naming <laughs> the blackest black people ever, though. Come on. He is naming the blackest black people ever. That, like I said, the, the black the black boys get the shoes. The only white boy I know that, that had a shoe by Nike, I think, was Derek Jeter. He's black. He's not white. Black? Oh, damn. I, he is mixed. Know. His daddy black. He's black. He One drop. His mama, his mama white? His mama white, his daddy black. He white then. If he you came, stop it. If he came out of white coochie, he white. Dude. Go in the gate, Drake. Most of the athletes. <laughs> but most of the athletes. Patrick Mahomes. Though, are, are African-American though. If he came out a white coochie. You are negating half of the mixed race athletes. <laughs> You can't say that. Hey, that's how, that's how I look at it. Y'all can look at it how y'all look at it. This is how I look at it. Yo, me I say what I say. <laughs> Definitely, uh, this, is the X-ray. this is the me, him, and her 704 uncut version. Damn <laughs> right. Y'all know that right now. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Yo, 
So, play this uh, one loud in the car. Play this one loud in the car. Turn it all the way up because it's going down. It's my damn birthday. Uh, still. It's still your birthday. Celebrate. It's your birthday. <laughs> Man, bitch, contest you in first place. <laughs> Yo, check it. So I was lucky enough. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Black Dick Vitale. I was able to go to the Panthers game today. Um, lucky. That like very nice, smooth operation. What was that? You said you was lucky. That sounded like punishment. Shut up. <laughs> nah, I mean, <laughs> you know, they did the whole little lottery thing. They can only have 5,300 people in there, so all seats are in the lower bowl except for the two upper 50-yard uh, line section. Uh, it was easy to get in there, get to my seats, four rows off from the field, so I get to watch uh, Mr. Tom, terrific Brady, take on the field. Hey, the Panthers were balling the first half. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater had one of the higher completion rates. He ran one in uh, for a touchdown as well. I think the Panthers, it was 17-17. But by the end of the game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers went on a 29-6 scoring run. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater went down. They say it's a knee injury. I know a lot of people don't really know what it is right now, but I think it's trending towards something serious. P.J. Walker came into the game. Just didn't feel like a good look for uh, a Panthers team that's shown promise, but then keeps getting depleted by injuries. It was tough to watch him go down. Luckily, it was not the knee that he almost ended his career with the Minnesota Vikings, but we probably won't know exactly what's going on with that until Monday. Right. So, you know, hats off and shout out to Teddy Bridgewater. I, I actually like Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers. I know Carolina kid called him check down Teddy, but I actually like, you know, Teddy's heart. I like the way he's 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 held the Panthers in games. He's he's held his team together. You know, every, Christian McCaffrey has become Brittle McCaffrey. He We don't know if he's going to play uh, one down, two downs, or three downs, or two games. We don't know what he's doing right now. So, Teddy Bridgewater, him and uh, Mike Davis has held this Carolina Panther team together, and they've been in contention in a lot of games. So, it's sad to see this happen to Teddy Bridgewater. We know about his injury that he had before that could have possibly ended his career. But, um, like I said, I like Teddy Bridgewater. But they just played a superior team today. You know, you talk about Tom Brady coming off the most, most horrific game ever in his career. Like, Tom Brady hasn't played um, – has – as terrible as he played against the Saints probably since he was um, learning how to throw a football in the backyard. But you know he was going to come back out with a vengeance. He had the whole team focused. And in that second half, they, he showed why he is an elite quarterback. He showed – I don't give a damn if the man is 188 years old. He showed why he is the GOAT. He uh, threw for three touchdowns. Him and Drew Brees before Drew, Drew Brees played later tonight – actually were tied for the most touchdowns in NFL. He threw two, three touchdowns to bring him to 264, and they destroyed the Panthers in the second half. Even before Teddy Bridgewater went down, they were just destroying the Panthers. So, And hopefully this, this win for the Buccaneers would catapult them on into a playoff run, and they can get their season together because now they sit at 7-3. They only won seven games last year, so they've tied that record already from last year. So we'll see what happens. Hey, Mike Davis, the running back for the Panthers, he a dog. I like him. He be out there going to get it. One cut, he hitting the hole, and he trying to run over anybody in his way. So I got to big him up. As far as reference, McCaffrey being brittle, man, it's the overuse. This is what I was trying to tell y'all. They gave him so many touches last year, and even the year before that, he had so many touches. You can only sustain all them carries over the course of a season, maybe two or three years. That's why I felt like they should have traded him at the beginning of the year. Or I don't play him the rest of the year. One of the two. This is a this season is a throwaway. Why put your franchise player out there 
to get hurt for a season is not going to mean anything. You're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. As far as Teddy Bridgewater, again, he played good today. He had a stretch where I think he was 12 for 12. The majority of those were checkdowns. He did have a couple balls where he pushed down the field. But he looked off. If you was watching the game from home like I was, he looked off the whole game, even with those completions. Because some of those early completions he had actually should have been for bigger games or touchdowns. Uh, Teddy's usually very accurate, but his ball placement was a little bit off today. I do, I am a little worried uh, based upon him going out of the game with the injury. I do think he probably will play next week, hopefully, and I, and I, and I do want to see him out there. But if he doesn't, I don't like what's behind him. PJ, again, he was an XFL standout, and I know he played with Matt Rule at Temple. But what if PJ get hurt? Who going to be next? Keith Mackens? <laughs> you know, you know I would love to see Keith Mackens come and represent the hood out there for the Panthers. You leave Keith alone now. <laughs> Let's try to long stand out A&T. Put Keith out there. He going to do it, baby. Don't no. leave out there, OC. And he went to South Carolina, too. Give him his props. He did. I, I, he I did gave it to South him. Carolina. But it's not looking good uh, for the backup. You got P.J. Walker, and then you have Will Greer, who had Who was not active today. Will Greer was not active yeah. today. Yeah, like, literally, it's not looking good. Uh, they did just come out and say that Teddy probably got an MRI on his knee a couple of hours ago to test the extent of it. So, again, it doesn't really give you a lot of comfort on that end. Um, you know, it just, this is bring, bring in Colin. Bring in Colin. Bring in Colin. Hey. Y'all don't nah. want to see Colin Cabinet? Nah, I don't. Nah. You can't go. No, I'm good. <laughs> you can't go from Cabinet. Thank you for your service. Right. <laughs> right. You, you, you're going the wrong way. You got rid of Cam. Yeah. You said he was an injury concern. You brought in Teddy, who was another injury concern. Now you want to bring in somebody who's been out of the league, what, four years, five years? Forever. Yeah. Forever. Colin only been out two and a half years, man. It ain't been that long. It's been yeah, four years, brother. Like it's been, it's been four years. been that long. Yeah. And I think the last game he played was when the Panthers beat him. It's been four so, years, brother. It's well, not listen. good. Well, I'll tell you Robbie what, Anderson, still. I can tell you what on PS4 on Madden because I ain't got the PS5. If anybody out there got one, want to give me one, like Sony, if y'all want to send it. Nah, let me get one couple. first. Uh, uh, on my PS4, Colin Kaepernick is a beast. I would tell you that. They need to put him in. Somebody signed Colin. I would like to see Colin Kaepernick in the Carolina Panther. He don't want to play, Why man. Not? Hey, he don't want to play football, bro. Okay. He don't want to play football. I agree with that. This is the last thing I'm going to say about this game. It was actually nice to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they did everything right. They gave you a hope as to what your team could possibly look at. Uh, Tom Brady spread the ball around. Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Gronk. Everybody was getting passes. Everybody was getting looks and scoring. They just looked like a very cohesive team. I haven't seen the Panthers look like that since probably 2016, 2017. Uh, and I don't think anybody on the current team was on that team. Maybe Shaq Thompson. But um, it definitely makes you worry because at this point, you're out of contention to really get a uh, team-changing draft pick at that position. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you just kind of have to shrug your shoulders and hope for the best with the Carolina Panthers. That's definitely the home team. That's my team. And uh, hope we can get it together. But right now, I think they're a big question mark, and I just don't know what that answer is going to be. So, What's the question? How do we get good again? The Carolina Panthers. What pieces do we need to, and I don't want to make this Carolina Panthers segment, but we need several pieces right now to really become that complete team that I think we're showing glimpses of. You need to take a bomb and drop it in the middle of Panther Stadium and just blow it all up. That's what you need. That's, 
<laughs> you want to get good again. That is exactly what you're doing. Just throw the whole baby away. Hey, just, hey, hey, David Tepper said he want to move the team to South Carolina, so just blow it up and start over here. We might even need a new mascot. Speaking of South Carolina, <laughs> can you tell us what's wrong with the Gamecocks down in Columbia? We really? already know that that's the center of hell. It's when hot as hell. It, when was the last time the Gamecocks has been good? This is why I don't know why people Most? keep thinking. Huh? So, no, no Steve Spurrier. You tell Spurrier. It was definitely Spurrier. And that was, that whole, oh, you talking about years ago. I Captain Munderland was, was on the team. Yeah, I think I was still in college when the, when the South Carolina Wait, Gamecocks good. You've been out of college 40 years. Stop right, playing. and that's how long it's been since they've been good. <laughs> the Gamecocks ain't been good in a long damn time. Now, they produce great talent in the NFL. You cannot deny right. that. But as far as being good in the SEC, I, I don't even know why people be surprised at these, that they go 2-5 and five and 3-7 three and seven and 3-10. and 10. Hell, they they play they playing the uh, SEC schedule, and they they don't have the athletes. I mean, they they get they get good coaches, and they get they get a, a plethora of players out of Rock Hill. We know that is an NFL foundation, which is right down the street from Charlotte. But other than that, hell, they can't compete with the boys. They can't compete. They can't compete. They just can't compete. So I I think what's happened to them, and and from playing against South Carolina, South Carolina, one of them teams, they go show up. They go try to bust your ass. They go go 100%. You got to beat them. They generally not going to beat themselves. I do think that that's a good job and a good program. But I think the reason for their demise over the last, I'm going to say, six or seven years doesn't necessarily think have anything to do with South Carolina, but has everything to do with Clemson. I think a lot of that talent that was yeah. going to actually South Carolina, the, uh, of course, if you're a five-star recruit in the state of South Carolina, more than likely you're either looking at Clemson or you're looking at South Carolina. I don't think nobody's looking at South Carolina right now. Everybody's looking at Clemson or maybe a Bama yeah. or maybe a Georgia or, or or somewhere in Florida or somewhere in Texas. And I just think the talent's been depleted that way and it's been showing up in their record. Not to mention, I just don't think that the coach, uh, Will Muschamp, is a good coach. He's kind of floating mm. around the SEC. He's one of those guys that we talk about who gets recycled. He's a recycled coach. He'll probably end up at Alabama next year as an analyst or be an analyst at Georgia or something like that and come back and get reincarnated and be another head coach in two years. But I think personally he's trash. Um, and I don't think the players view South Carolina as they once did as far as a good destination, even with it being in the SEC, mainly because of Clemson. I agree with that. And I think facility-wise, South Carolina hasn't really been as competitive as some of these SEC schools have been. I, again, I always talk about the arms race of getting that private funding in to give these players the tip top experience that they want. And when you have an option between one Clemson and then Bama, Georgia, um, you know, the Florida schools, hell, even Tennessee, uh, you're going to take those options that showcase and help you become the best athlete. Cause let's be honest, when you get there, yes, you put on the uniform. Yes, you rep it. Yes, you got a lot of pride, but you want to get to that next level if you're that competitive. Um, and is South Carolina going to give you that best option? Not right now. And it hasn't been in a long time. So I'd be curious to see who they look at um, as a head coach. You know, it's going to be a splashy hire. I got, I got two, but, uh, two things. One, I'm thinking it's going to be Hugh Freeze from Liberty. I, I've been hearing his okay. name uh, percolate uh, around yeah. the coaching circles. Again, Hugh Freeze from Liberty, uh, former Ole Miss coach. But check this out, uh, Black Dickie B. You know how much this man buyout mm -hmm. is? How much it's, is it? It's between twelve and fifteen million dollars. 
Real much. Oh, yeah. Find me all day. Find me. They got it. Check. They I'm got out. it. Uh, I mean, they definitely got the money. They definitely have been putting fans in the stands. I don't know why, because they haven't been competitive man. in a long time. And like my grandma used to say, I don't give a damn who go coach this team. You cannot get blood out of a turnip. You just can't do it. Pay your staff too. And they got to pay your staff. So just think about how bad somebody wants you gone. Well, they're going to pay you 12 to 15. Again, they may have to negotiate it, but it's between 12 and 15 million. And they're going to pay your staff. They want your ass out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but they they got the donors. You know, they sell them little caboose things. Those like two fifty. Um, just to get into those uh this the choo choo train that they all tailgate in. One thing though, I do like what you said about Hugh Freeze, but let's not forget this is also the coach that had a separate phone so that he could call escort services for his recruits. I just don't know if South hey, Carolina's gonna hey. want to bring that in. I'll Liberty does not redeem you. So hey. again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta he get, committed you gotta get, several you, violations You gotta get them boys to school the best way you can. You gotta hey, make them stay the best way you can. I bet you Hugh, I bet you Hugh didn't use his name on that voicemail when he called him escort. <laughs> hey, like hey, Tiger. Hey, uh, hey, baby. Hey, baby, this is Hugh. <laughs> Call me back. You <laughs> not use your name. You know what you, you can't use your name. Just, I mean, he did get another phone, so clearly he is already. He knew what to do. He knew what Tiger. He took the Tom Brady plan to either destroy the phone or get you another one. He knew That's what, what I'm talking about. Tom yeah, Brady just threw that phone. He black. I ain't got it no more. He black. <laughs> Yo, I, speaking of, though, I think it would be really cool to see a black head coach at South Carolina. Um, I think that that's something they should think about. There are several uh, great talents out there. Try it out. Take a chance. Put a black man in there. All right. That's all I got to say about that. So speaking of putting black men in there, the NFL has passed a new policy um, for diversity hiring. Uh, it's being it's been approved by the owners. Now it's got to go to the NFL, um, to the players union. But it is their diversity plan. Is mm -hmm. this a step in the right direction? I'm going to go with no, but I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. Well, I don't know why I don't know why you would go and know seeing that you're a female and you've seen the upward movement and the upward mobility of you know females and that is a part of diversity when you talk about diversity. That is a part of diversity, but th they've had the Rooney rule in place and they still only have four black head coaches in mm -hmm. the NFL, which is actually down from previous years. Mm -hmm. So clearly having policies in place isn't what is keeping people um getting these teams to hire these uh minority Black, black and minority coaches, point blank, period. Right. That's how I feel. Writing it down on a piece of paper ain't going to do nothing. They're clearly, it comes from the top. It's the big money. And if they've right. got these racist mindsets that they don't think a black man can lead their team, nothing's going to change that. And I, and I definitely agree with that. And, I, and for me, I would, like, I would like to see a woman's head coach before, I agree with you know, before, before my generation in. I would love to see a woman um, head coach in, in the NFL. You know, Thank like you. I said, there's been a lot of upward mobility. We got women referees now. And, and, and you know, even in baseball, Major League Baseball, they just yeah. named a female a general manager of a baseball team. So, and that was huge. So I, I, I think, you know, around, around the world and around football, basketball, and sports world, period, they are beginning to open their eyes and open their minds to things and, and realize that there, there, there are some, there are some uh, discrepancies when it comes to African-Americans when it comes to women and the positions that they play in this sports world. I think this is a step in the right direction because it's saying, hey, we realize something is wrong. Even with, like you said, you, you alluded to the Rooney rule, even with that in place, there's still something wrong. So I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. Now, 
I would I would say I don't know. I haven't read read, read the whole thing, but I would I would say they need to put something in there where they, there has to be some hiring of African American coaches, black coaches within two to three years. Let's not wait five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, fifteen little years, and we still don't have no black head coaches. Right. I mean, we, we got Mike Tomlin. We got Brian Flores now. And uh, who was the other two? Because you said four. I know those two uh, right, right off my head. Um, they throw minority. So with Ron, the Rivera, Ron Rivera. They yeah, Ron okay. Rivera. Okay. He was uh, Mexican. And then, and then is Raheem Moore? Uh, oh, go yeah. ahead. Who'd you say? I'm sorry. Anthony Lynn for the Chargers. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But it, and I will say. Well, here's, here's the other part of that. Because they have. The, I, I will say the NFL has done a uh I wouldn't say an excellent job. I would say they've done a fair job of hiring black coaches throughout the years. However, I think the black coaches have a shorter leash when it comes to mm-hmm. winning. Like you lose, you lose three games, four games, five games in the season, you're done next season. Or if you have one losing season, you're done. I think they have a shorter leash when it comes to head coaches. And I think that has to come into play when you talk about writing rules and writing languages. I, I just think you got to do something about that. I so, think part of – I'm going to let Carolina kid go ahead and speak. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, just so our listeners, the casual fans who are not sure what we're referring to, uh, and again, I apologize for this being a little bit so wordy, but I want to make sure y'all know what we're referring to. The NFL owners adopted a resolution on Tuesday of last week that will compensate teams with draft picks for losing minority staff members to head coaching jobs and other premium positions. It's another attempt by the league to bolster minority hiring for high-level jobs against the backdrop of a lacking record of diversity by its teams. The gist of the resolution is this. A team that loses a minority assistant coach who becomes a head coach or loses personnel executive who becomes a general manager will receive a third-round compensatory pick in each of the next two drafts. A team that loses two minority staffers to head coach and general manager positions will receive three third round picks. Uh, Given multiple measures instituted in the name of diversity over many years, uh, why will this resolution approved unanimously by the owners pitting approval of the NFL Players Association make a difference for hiring uh, patterns and practices? So some people are in favor of this. And and again, I'm quoting USA Today as far as uh, the source of this article. But some people feel as though this will work. Some people feel feel as though it won't work. So what's they're trying to make happen is they're trying to encourage people, encourage teams to have African-Americans on their staff. They're trying to encourage management to push them into roles and make them available and make them sexy candidates so other teams can usually hire them. And then if they get hired, they'll compensate you, your team, with draft picks for pretty much cultivating that candidate and making him attractive to other teams. But I don't know if that's going to work because some people may try to keep them on their actual roster if they're, if they're that great of a coach, i.e. the coach for Kansas City. He has to Eric Benemy. Eric Benemy and uh, Tom Sula for the 49ers probably have to be the two biggest uh, front runners to be head coaches this next go-around. And both of them are minorities. And pretty much under this rule, I think what they're saying is if those guys were to get head coaches on other teams, they would be compensated with draft picks. But I know the 49ers ain't trying to do anything they could to keep these guys on their roster too. So in some instances, I think it can be counterintuitive also. Yeah, I just – and, and Eric, I, I knew his name because he has been one that I just scratched my head at because you had 
two head coaching jobs come open this past year and Eric interviewed for both of them. And maybe, maybe it's the way he interviews, but you tell me how the hell uh, Matt Rule gets a job over this gentleman who's the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs winning Super Bowls. He was also, you know, he, he was running backs coach before that. He's been with the team that has shown that he has great coaching skills and can develop players, can develop offenses, which is exactly what the Carolina Panthers needed. And they chose a guy out of college. And Same with uh, the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury. So that just bothers me. And it just makes me think in a league where 75% of the participants are African-Americans. And it's been that way for a very long time. It's 2020. I'm looking at my clock like, where you been at? Where's this been at? Well, if you look at the last successful African-American coach outside of Mike Tomlin, of course, we had, we had the Super Bowl with two African-American coaches with, mm-hmm. with Lovey and Tony Dungy. Um, right. Like I like I said, like I I really feel like the NFL leash on a black coach is very short. So you know, like I said, outside of Mike Tomlin, like he's his leash is long, but he's in Pittsburgh. You know, we know right. the history of Pittsburgh. They they really don't have much turnover when it comes to head coaches. So I and another thing I think we we have to do as black people, we have to we have to bring people on the staff and train them to be head coaches. When you look at uh, when you look at a lot of the um. When you look at a lot of the white coaches, they bring on their brothers, they bring on their kids, they they be ball boys, and the next thing you know, they're offensive coordinators. We've seen this with the Shanahan's, we've seen this with the uh yeah, what's, the what's Ryan's. My, yeah, the Ryan's. We we've seen this. We have to do the same thing when it when we get those positions. Like Mike Tomlin should have his son in there doing something. If he I am I'm, I'm sure he has a son, I'm not sure. But if he has a son, <laughs> he needs to have him in there doing something, you know, with the clipboard where That's now true. he can he can he can hand this down to him, and and that's what we have to do. We we have to start doing that, and we have to start training our people to be in these positions when they become available. So a couple of things I just want to say, uh, you are you are correct. I just saw for the first time that Bill Belichick's son is actually the linebacker coach for the Patriots. Right. You see that. what I mean? But yeah. As far as uh, the leash being shorter, I just want to give two examples as it pertains to that, and we can go on to the next segment. Uh, a lot of times when these African-American candidates are getting these positions, they're going to terrible teams. And when yeah. you terrible teams, these teams that are terrible traditionally have a higher turnover rate anyway, and they're okay with getting them out of there or whatever because that's been the, the trajectory the last couple of years. Most black people that get put into power, it's after some crazy shit that happened. Look how Obama got in the office. He had George Bush. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. look at a black coach getting hot. Hell, look at my man Flores uh, down in Miami. Wasn't the coach uh, that was there before him when he was in cocaine or got caught up with, a, with some power? <laughs> right. so, yeah, it wasn't good. So he was living that Miami lifestyle. Right. But the flip side of that, though, again, I do want to be fair with the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, they held on to Marvin Lewis for 10 plus years, and they was terrible. Facts. And well, I feel like maybe that's well, hold what on, we're hold paying on. for. Hold, hold on, I feel Carolina like kid. that's what we're paying for hold right now. Hold on, Carolina now. kid, because Marvin Lewis did take the Bengals to the playoffs a couple times. They, went to, they didn't win. They didn't win, but they win. Bruh. My, my beef just is that I feel like maybe <laughs> the NFL patted itself on the back because they've, they've um, expanded the black quarterback profile. But to be honest, like, females are moving up quicker than these black coaches are. And I just think they've got to spread that wealth out. 
Uh, well, hold everybody. on, hold on, hold, hold on, over Michelle. Let me tell you something. Now we're not going to give you coaches and, and the goddamn um your, your quarterbacks. You got to pick one or two. Now you got all these black quarterbacks out here running through the colored coaches and colored. You think I'm going to have your colored coaches out there on the sideline and and your black quarterbacks? You're not going to get them all at one time. I'm telling you that That's right true. now. So, You're so not going to get them all in one time. Hey, well, I know you for the women empowerment, but what, what's y'all point of entry, though? Because, again, I do want to see some women out there, but I feel a certain way for my coaches who don't actually – they played in high school, they played in college, they played in the league. They went back to school to get their degree so they could actually coach at a college. They coached at a but college. But not all coaches played in college. Not all coaches played in the league. Do you, you tell me, me that high school experience when you were 32 because it looked good on your out. chest? I'm not saying all of them played. <laughs> I'm not saying all of them play, but the ones that have played as far as the path that they have to go through to actually get hired as a coach is crazy. I know so many former guys that played in the league that actually wanted to coach. If you if we bring uh, uh, Black Dickie B's homeboy on the show right now, uh, Buck, as far as what he had to go through, to, you know what I'm saying, to, to get right. to where he's at, it's just crazy. So where does right. where does the woman come in? Like, what's her point of entry into coaching? I'm just curious. I think that it could be the same route. I didn't, and I, you got to understand it is difficult because we're celebrating successes because we're head strength and conditioning coaches. So, I mean, again, we haven't even really broke that milestone, but at least they let us in the building now. It used to be you made us work, uh, go through the back entrance and come in through the kitchen. Now you're letting us come through the side door. We do appreciate that. I do think that coaching is coaching. So the strength and conditioning route, I think, is a great route. Coming in as a GA assistant um, is a great route, just like you do in college. Again, there's a lot of, you're right, there's a lot of coaches that have put blood, sweat, and tears on that field, but I still think there's a lot of females who have been there as well, supporting high school coaches, uh, supporting the college game, and so this is their chance. If you've got the resume, you deserve a chance, is kind of how I feel. I don't think, um, I'd love to see. I don't think too many women, again, I don't want to sound sexist, but I don't think too many women. Not like the playing resume. Huh? The playing resume. I said the playing resume. But you do have a lot of positions such as director of football operations mm -hmm. that are held by females currently. Right. And that's a right. great way to get into. I actually applaud the University of Washington but they because they have quite a few. And they're the ones, they're in there with the coaches drawing up the plays, um, you know, working with the technology, getting uh, equipment coordinated, things like that. So I, I think that that's a great entry point right there if you can get on in the operations field. Um, and work your way up. I just think it's hard. Man, you, I, yeah, I, we, I, all, we all see, you know, we all seen the movie Blindside. You remember the little girl that was out there helping her daddy coach? That's how no, they you talk about remember the Titans. No, that wasn't Blindside? Blindside was Michael Orr. Yeah, but he didn't, he, oh, it might have been, whatever movie with the little girl was helping her daddy coach. Y'all right. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. it was remember the Titans. You're absolutely right. That's how they get there. I just think the point of entry harder because it's it is. The NBA, I would agree with that. They have a parallel league and those skills cross over. Correct. There's just not a league right now. I'm not saying women have to have their own league either, but there's not a league. There's not. The lingerie league is not equivalent. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not counting. I don't know anything about it. I've never seen that before. I don't get that station. I don't know anything about the lingerie league. It's, it's, it's pretty Great good. Answer. It's pretty good. You might need to tap in. Um, if, you, if, if, if you got I'm a five good. stick, I, I, I can send you a code to watch it. <laughs> 
But I would also like to see more females in the front office. <laughs> elevation well. in that segment. On, <laughs> We're gonna move. You see how I just moved on. I'd like to see more uh, females in the front office but, as well. But, and I think that having a business degree and knowing the game is a great entry point. And I hope that we continue to see what? the profiles grow from a, I know, a male I black coaching side, from any minority side. I'd I love noticed. to see it. I know this might not count for much, but you know, I did play flag football. And it's a lot of females that play co-ed flag football and they, and they go and they, they do it in college and they, they have the, they have the, the college little football league is not tackle, but it's still football. Where you can learn knowledge. Well, right. You can, you can learn knowledge of the game. So I think it's a lot of females that have the knowledge of the game, but Carolina kid, I, I think you're right. Like their entry point is, is very, 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 very different than a guy in the small. And you, and you definitely, you, you're going to have to work your ass off to get in there. Hey, if it's worth it, work for it. Um, so I see like some light gleaming off uh, Black Dick Vitale's face. Are you playing your PS5? No, actually, I don't have a PS5. I'm watching Cam Newton and the um, New England Patriots put the smack down on the Baltimore Ravens right now in the rain. Let's go, Cam. Let's go, Cam. <laughs> I bring that up because I have literally, I spent two nights up past midnight trying to <sighs> refresh my Walmart cart. My brother is looking for a PS5. I'm trying to make this happen for him. Man, this this is this is harder than getting a hooker into a hotel in the NBA bubble. Like oh, it's just not happening right no, you now. Didn't go there. That, is that where you're going with this? <laughs> I did. Cause it is like impossible. And it makes me want to go team Xbox, to be honest. Because I feel like PS5, they I feel like PlayStation put this out knowing that they have created a buzz and a demand that is absolutely crazy well, for this gaming system. And they I hate them. I now know what my parents felt like when they stood in line for a Nintendo. So it's probably the last game. I, I had to say, I'm not gonna lie. But you know, they stood in line for that for me. And I'm just like, this is crazy. It shouldn't be this hard with the internet, with Al Gore's internet out here. Get well, you know, when you talk about when you when you talk about PS five, you you and, and you're talking about Sony and you're talking about Xbox, Sony would be the equivalent of Apple and Xbox would be the equivalent of Samsung. That's Nobody true. stands in line to get a Samsung. Yeah, I mean it might be a better phone <laughs> to a lot of people. They might love they it. You were going there. Nobody, nobody stands in line to get a Samsung. I'm sorry. But now when Apple drops, you know what I mean, because of their promotion and people love it, they love the Apple, everybody's waiting, everybody's in line. So that's what's going on with this PS5. It is the hottest item out right now. I mean, you can't even get, you can't even get a discount from boosters. You know, you usually can get anything and everything at half price in the barbershop. I've been in the barbershop the last three weeks trying to get one, and when they drop, I just knew I was going to get one at half off. Oh, no, they charging double and triple. They double and triple. Like, I was on StockX, and StockX is a shoe app. StockX for you, for all my sneakerheads out there, you know this is a shoe app. This is how big PlayStation 5 is. PlayStation 5 is at the top of the shoe app. When you log on to StockX, that is the first thing it says right now. It says, we have PS5s. That's how big PS5 is. I mean, Burger King was trying to give them to us. Uh, Carolina kid, I heard and you they say sell it for two grand. And they sell it for two grand. Hey, I'll, first of all, y'all don't listen to Black DQB. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hella people to play Xbox, first of all, and Xbox is more popular than the PS5. And I'm mad at us because we gas up everything, man. We gas up them <laughs> chicken sandwiches from Popeyes. We gas up PS5s. We gassing up Jordans. It ain't that serious, man. It really ain't that damn serious. It ain't. You're right. Man, you're right. When you when you're a gamer, 
You, it, it's like having, it, it's but y'all like wouldn't stand in line to vote. Right. I, we, I stood in line to vote. Well, actually, I know I, you did. I know everybody on this call but, did. Yeah, but, you but said that you're a gamer. I know you you're play. a gamer. I know you play. You're a casual yeah. player. Would you consider yourself a gamer, though? Not me. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking for all the gamers out there. That's what that's why. The, what you looking for? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. My school just sponsor is sponsoring a e tournament as we speak. This is like a major sponsorship. Esports right. is one of the fastest growing collegiate. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I am collegiate sports growing across the landscape. So to be honest, Carolina kid. It's not that crazy to think about people standing out for the PS5s because we got kids out there, college-age kids, making NBA con – well, not – making, like, minimum league NFL contracts playing eSports. So yeah. to some people, it is that serious. It is. It is. I mean, if you're a gamer, if you're a gadget head, you always want the latest, hottest gadget. Point blank, period. That's just it. So when something drops, or if you're a sneakerhead, you always want that Jordan. You always want that latest Jordan. It's just, it's just what it is. So for the gamers out there, man, they need this PS5. They want this PS5. I heard it's pretty dope. I, I've, seen, I've seen some of the games on it. It is dope. I've always been a, a, a PlayStation guy. I've never been an Xbox man. I've never been a Samsung man. I'm Apple and, and Sony. Samsung got the better camera. Samsung got the better <laughs> I'm, I'm just using it as a reference point. Just ask me the know you are Samsung. When is the last time you stood in line for a Samsung? I ain't I'm standing in line for nothing. Listen, I'm not standing in line for anything. <laughs> okay, I'll rephrase the question. When is the last time you saw somebody else stand in line for a Samsung? Listen, I don't know. I'm trying to tell you. I'm not standing in line for no phone. I ain't standing in line for no <laughs> Hey, we stood in line at that club in uh, Jacksonville. We did uh, stand. That was the last time I stood in line. <laughs> we stood in line at that club in Jacksonville. I really wasn't standing in line. I just didn't want to move to the police got there. And unfortunately, I was in the line. <laughs> I was going on in the club. We, def <laughs> we definitely needed the police there. Yeah, I was scared for my life. <laughs> Dude, 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 you better be scared for your life. Hey, so, I just had to bring that up because I was talking about that earlier today. That was a good time. And since since we since we going down the line and talking about the PS5 and the Xbox and how I said people hyping stuff up, while we on this topic, what about these damn women in these Birkin bags? Y'all hyping that first stuff off. Up? Come on, man. First off, okay. Yeah, they, this is over. First off, some of these women have Birkin bags. Oh, some man. of these women have have Gherkin bags from Chinatown in New York City. A Birkin bag, first off, you ain't just copping a Birkin bag like that. You have to be on a waiting list. Trust me, I know. I fell in love 15 years ago with a $22,000 pink ostrich feather Birkin bag. They wouldn't let me hold it. They wouldn't let me take a picture of it. But I remember how I felt about it. Birkin bag is one of the most exclusive bags you can have. I understand why women are going crazy. Because all these little hood rats out here feel like they need to have the most exclusive thing. You're not worthy of it. Okay, so go to Marshall's, enjoy your bag, and keep it moving. Shout out to Sweetie, though, for having an Instagram account for hers. But I just, what I don't like is people faking the funk. You ain't got a Birkin bag. Let it go. Move on. I, I, don't, I don't care about you faking the funk. That's not the part that I have an issue with. I do. I got an issue with a lot of these chicks are making it a necessity. And when you start making it a necessity right. and you're trying to obtain it and that money ain't right, then you start doing crazy stuff to try to get that bread, to try to get that bag or whatever. 
Well, the city girls then got these hot girls out here thinking. Don't stop blaming the city girls. Stop. Don't blame the city girls. Don't blame. I'm not blame blaming sweetie. the city girls. Beyonce is responsible for this. Beyonce blame never who is said Philly. nothing about a Birkin bag though. Yes, she has. No, she yes, she has. She hasn't because she hasn't had to. Okay, well, Jay, we know who Jay is referred to when he's Jay buying the Birkin bag. But Beyonce Come don't on, need man. to. I'm not blaming you know who he's talking girls, about. But my it thing, is, it is, you know what? It is King Hove and King Beezus' fault for these women want to go out here and get this Birkin bag, and they can't even spell Birkin. I'm gonna quote, they can't even spell Birkin. I'm going to quote a radio personality who posted something today. If a Birkin bag costs more than your credit score, <laughs> you don't need it. Okay? Uh, whoever said great that is a wise radio it. personality. When you whoever, look at your tax whoever, bracket. <laughs> wise personality. If your tax return, which you claim is six and seven different kids that ain't yours, is still not the same as the Birkin bag, you don't need it. That's not your, that's not your, ta- and there's nothing wrong. Be happy with your coach bag. Hey. Be happy with they your all, they all They all do the same thing. Thank you. They're beautiful bags. They're handcrafted. Be happy with your Kate Spade. If you keep checking your cash app to see if that stimulus hit, you don't need it. You don't need it. <laughs> Thank you. It's not for you. That's not for you. If you waiting and on your baby daddy to drop that child support, you don't need it. No, it's not for you. And if he hasn't called you in two years, he's not it getting good. it for you. It's, it's bad, I mean, you made some bad decisions. Don't let the Birkin bag just, be the next. Just going to get you a knockoff, man. Just going to get you a knockoff. Yeah. Now I know you usually direct the show and you can kind of get us in and out the breaks, uh, but. For this next segment, I want you to get get a glass of water. Okay. Let Black Dicky be cooked because I know he got to get some stuff off his chest uh, for our for the, for the culture segment. Uh, some of this is serious. We're gonna let him handle yeah. the serious part first, and then we'll get to the more comedic side first as well. But before we there get to go. that, hey, let us know who you're rocking with. You already know, man. Hey, it's me, him, and her. Seven oh four. I am the Black Dicky V, aka Loud Mouth Larry. It's your girl, April Michelle. What's up? What's up? It's the Carolina Kid. And listen, for the culture. This is for the culture. Things that happen in the culture. I mean, we follow. We're on top of We tell y'all about. But this week has been a sad week in the culture as it relates to rap music. I mean, all the way, man, two young rappers lost their life. And a lot of people are like, huh? Who are these guys? And I, and I, and I was telling those people, like, if you don't know who it is, then you either probably don't have no kids where you don't have no teenagers in your life because this is who these teenagers and who these kids are li- listening to. Talking about King Von out of the old block, which is a, a big block out of Chicago, which um, <clears throat> which also um is home to Lil Durk. Um, mm-hmm. He lost his life in Atlanta from an alleged beef behind him and Quando Rondo coming out of a club. They get into a squabble and then shots are fired. Mo3 um, is also a, a rapper. He's from Dallas. Um, up-and-coming rapper had, had been on the scene about three, four, five mixtapes, teamed up with Boosie for a remix mixtape, had one of my favorite songs. It's called Everybody Ain't Your Friend. And um, I guess he really found out that Everybody Ain't Your Friend. As uh, his story goes, he um, was followed from a female's house, realized he was being followed and tried to escape, and um, crashed on the highway, got out, got out of his vehicle and tried to run, and was actually shot in the back of the head on the highway in front of people, like people were there, they saw the whole incident. Um, in, the, in the King Von case, uh, the suspect has been arrested, but no suspect has been arrested in the Mo3 case. Now, I say all this to say that, man, both of these guys, 26 years old, uh, it's just sad. It's just sad to see 
these young men lose their life. I mean, such promising careers. Um, King Von, actually, you know, um, alleged gang member in Chicago, but, you know, trying to change his life, trying to do different things, trying to go the rap way. And Mo3 just, you know, just a young man out of Dallas. had. They say he had gang ties, but he definitely wasn't living that life anymore. He was also trying to, you know, go the right way and, and, and do good things. But I said all that to say, we have to stop killing each other, point blank, period. That's it. You know, young men, if you have a beef with somebody, I actually watched the King Von video, and somebody asked King Von in the video, they said, um, why do young rappers and young men, why they can't sit down and settle their beef? And he said, you know, we just we just got too much pride. He was like, OGs, they can go, they can go in and have a sit down. But us as young rappers and young artists, we're not going to do that. Our first thing when we see them, it's on site. We're shooting, and that's it. And that's sad because these young men have kids. They have families. They have mothers. They have fathers. They have brothers. They have sisters. They have cousins. And they have fans who all mourn their loss and who all follow what they do and what they talk about. So it's just sad. It was just a sad week in the culture. I hear you. Um... I mean, I still think about Big and Tupac, and their passing has not gotten any easier. The fact that you see talent like that and know that you're not going to get anything else from it because of something so insignificant and small. When you really think about the beefs that people have, it's usually so insignificant and small. And I don't think, sometimes I just wonder if people understand death. Because, I mean, it's, it's final. You don't come back. It's not a video right. game. Like, that's it. You, you cease to exist, and that's crazy over anything, really, when you think about life, that you don't get to exist anymore. Um, so I hate to see that, because I really feel like the rap game has taken a hit, too. They've lost a lot of people. You know, whether it's if you have Pop Smoke, you know, who that was that was a robbery. Um, you know, it's just we're, we're losing too many young men. You're a rapper, but you are a young Black man. You are a creative young Black man who can offer this world something. Um, and it's just hard to see. That's a mother just crying for her baby. And that's something you never want to see. I hate that. Yeah. With that being said, I think that's why. So. Uh, I think that's why everybody's so happy uh, about the upcoming versus battle based upon the beef that these two superstars have had. If y'all want to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you talk about, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, rap beefs, Jeezy and, and Gucci Man versus battle was switched this week because. I think it was, it's, it's not even about, at this point, it's not even, you know, when you look at the death of King Von, you look at the death of um, Mo3, and, you know, you even go back to Nipsey's death. This versus battle coming up this Thursday is not even about the songs. It is about these two young men being able to come in the same room and sit down and, and maybe even squash their beef because they beef went on for so long. Like, and, and they beef was over something. I ain't going to say it was over something stupid because, you know, both of them tell a different story of what the beef was over. But, you know, from, from the standpoint of what I know, it was basically started over a verse. Somebody wasn't paid for a verse, and they were supposed to take it off a song, and it never was taken off. And, and it went from there, and it just escalated to a point where um, Gucci was almost killed. And then you look at uh, Jesus' homeboy was killed. And it's like, man, it's, it's senseless. And even talk about Tupac and Biggie, both of those young men were young when they lost their life. You're talking about a, they had a complete body of work by the time they were 25 years old. That's, that's crazy. We never, get, we never got to see neither one of these young men turn 30. And this is what our culture is going back to. 
I mean, Nipsey Hussle died at 33, barely over 30, barely over 30. But he had accomplished a complete body of work by the time he was 33 years old. So we are not allowing our culture to grow. We're, we're, we're cutting the legs off our culture. You know what I mean? And I think like a Carolina kid said, or maybe you said, April Michelle, that we don't, I, I think for a lot of the young men out there, they really don't understand death or they really don't feel, they don't have any feelings. They don't have any, they don't feel pain or, or, or this is the way they deal with their pain. And, and I, I say this jokingly, but I really believe this. I really believe people born after 1995 cannot fight. I, it's very few and very far and very in between that if you're born after 1995, you could really get out there and knock a low with somebody. They haven't had the cafeteria fights that we've been able to witness. And that's the problem. Most of the time you see high school shooting. Like you just used to come with a tray to somebody's face. Y'all scuffle. And when you get back from that seven day suspension, everything is okay. Well, you do it again. And that's and, true. So, you just and, keep going. But nobody's <laughs> losing their life. No, because that's what, that's what was respected in the neighborhood. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as the neighborhoods got younger, you know, what's now respected is people that shoot. And that's not the way we was brought up. Like when we was brought up, you was respected. If if you knock somebody out, that's what you got to respect. Or even if you lost the fight and you stood in there, you fought, you fought, you fought, you was respected. You know what I mean? So it's just the the respect level in the neighborhoods is different. Two questions I know our listeners want to know. And if y'all don't know the answer, that's fine. Question number one, Gucci said he wouldn't go do it unless he got a million dollars. Did he Did he get the bag? And then the second no. question was, why the hell or how did T.I. get removed? Do y'all have well, any of those questions? I, I got to ask for both of those. No, Gucci did not receive a million dollars. Um, Swiss Beats, you know, the fans from, from the jump, when, when T.I. And, and Jesus was announced, you know, people got excited. But people started hitting Swiss and they started hitting Timberland and said, we'd rather see Jeezy and Gucci. We'd rather see Jeezy and Gucci, Jeezy and Gucci, Jeezy and Gucci. Now, Gucci came out and said, spoke out of turn, and he said, you know, I won't do it unless I get a million dollars. However, Jeezy, I mean, now, if you look at both of these young men, they have extreme, extremely powerful women in their corner that kind of guide them and kind of kind of push them in, in different areas. So I, I, yeah, Keisha yeah. So I think she spoke to Gucci and was like, listen, you, it, like I said, with the recent deaths, in the culture, both of these young men have moved on in their life. When you talk about right. Jeezy and Gucci, they 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 damn they forty years old now. They ain't beefing over that bullshit no more. So I think both of their women came to them and said, "Listen, I think y'all can start to set, set a standard in the culture, and, and say, listen, this is how two grown men get together and they have a sit down. Because a lot of these these rappers out now, they grew up listening to Gucci and Jeezy. They respect Gucci and Jeezy." you know, as, as far as the things that they did in the music culture and things that they did in real life. So I think, like, like I said um, earlier, I think this is way bigger than just songs. This is really, really for the culture. And I think the two men that put it together, Swiss and Timberland, Swiss mainly, he just went at him and had a real conversation. And no, Gucci wasn't paying no million dollars. And T.I. kind of just got, got out the way because he knows, like, he had a little beef with Gucci, but it wasn't to the extreme of, it was Gucci and T.I. I mean, Gucci and Jesus B. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this. I mean, Gucci is, Gucci is a big part of my life. Uh, it's exciting to hear his music. I'm excited just to see the transit, the metamorphosis that he made as right. well. Um, he's about to become a father. He's gotten in shape. He just really turned his life around. And I do think a, a lot of that had to do with Keisha Kaor. Um, But his music is still, it's still a club banger, you know? 
And I think I think big homie T, I spoke to both of these men and, and told him, you know, he had a beef with Shorty Loaded. He never really got to settle and Shorty Loaded died. And you know, yeah, the way 2020 is going. You just you, you don't know. Some, you know Jeremiah is, right. is in the hospital right. right now fighting for his life. Right. So I, I think all that came into play. And I think it made Gucci really sit back and you know, he really had a self-reflection, like I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I think this is exciting because I think that Gucci has asked the most important question of all times. Is you rolling? <laughs> it's With the be. best answer, bitch, I might be. Bitch, I might be. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's really talk about what we're about to get, though. On oh, Thursday. No, see, we're see, about and, to get some of and, the wildest verses. Oh, yeah. This like, is going to be, oh, my this God, is gonna be, so This is going to be so good because both of these men definitely put out club bangers, definitely put yes. out trap bangers. And I think a lot of people are discrediting Gucci because I've, I've been seeing, you know, I, I watch yeah. the blogs and a lot of people been saying Jesus is going to run away with this. No. Yeah, I'm not about Guwap. Yeah. And all these Guwap got. And, and, and when Guwap start dropping them, they're going to yeah. be like, oh, shh. Because you got to remember his features too can be included, which is right. Black Beatles. Right. Uh, what's and my song? Slippery with Migos. He Gucci also gonna, had I mean, uh, Steady Mobbing. Jeezy going to have to dig in his bag now. Jesus yeah. got him. Don't get me wrong. Jesus got him. Yeah, I mean, Jesus got a bag for anybody who yeah. want to do this crap Gucci, shit now. But he going to dig in his bag. I like. I mean, I'm a big Gucci fan. Y'all got to tell me about it because I won't be watching. Come on now. Come on, Ain't man. No you got to watch for the kid. culture, baby. You I guarantee the clubs I, and Gucci hold on. came on. Now, I don't, I don't want to bring this up, but I know your wife. She went to an HBCU. <laughs> she was raised on Gucci. She gonna, you going to be watching this with her. She was raised on Guap. Both of these guys, the king of the ad lives with Burr. Hey, you know what I'm saying? So hey. I, spent, I spent a lot of money in peaches and cream, <laughs> whatever, to these two guys. They pretty much provided the soundtrack for the strip club or whatever from, I'm going to say from 2000 to 2010. But I will not be watching this because I'm not a Gucci fan. I like Come Jeezy. Come on, man. I'm not even the biggest Jeezy fan. I got some reading to catch up on. I got to invest in some stock. Ooh. Come on, she's a very freaky girl. girl. Don't take her to mama. First you get a name, then you get I think a I love her. You, like he you literally has taught you how to how to how to meet women in the club. I'm just letting you know, Gucci, Gucci save a lot. I smoke per by the pound, who's by the field. We up on the first and again on the field. Ay. Ay. I got it. My bad. Carolina kid is saying I'm that. Calling look, your our fans want to hear kids. Gucci. We they gonna, you going to look at this Thursday. You're going to watch yeah. this. We're going to be live. We're going to be talking about this. You're going to have Gucci. We're going go live on Facebook on Thursday. We're going live on Facebook. Because you're getting that. And then you're getting the NBA. The NBA is finally going to be the NBA this week coming up. We got an NBA draft. We're going to find out if the ball boy is going first. Then we got free agency. Man, I saw somewhere where they said the Hornets might get Russell Westbrook. And it's I'm the not first mad. time I've you, had hope. You know what? I'm not mad at that. I'm not oh. mad at that because, you know, me and Russell Westbrook share the same birthday, November the 12th, 1988. That is our birthday. So, <laughs> listen. <laughs> so, I would not be mad if they bring my little big brother to Charlotte because I'll be in every game. See, hey, man, dog, we share the same birthday. I told I him it. that at the All-Star game when, when it was in Charlotte. He was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, big homie. I, I, I absolutely love it. I'm very excited. 
I don't think it's gonna happen. Though. Happen. I really don't think it's gonna happen because you, you know Westbrook costs a lot of money, and boy, Michael Jordan has it. No, they, 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 as far as the salary cap goes, they don't have it. You're right. Their wow. salary cap strapped. I mean, we got Nicholas, no balling ass platoon, holding up all the cap. I think they was going to huh? Nick. Nick was going to be in part of the trade package. They was going to ship Nick out to bring Russ in. Don't Ain't nobody know. picking up Nick. Don't nah, nobody they want the expiring contract. Houston yeah. was he would take on the expiring contract. And Mitch, I'd Cup, love to see. Mitch Cupcheck said he would be willing to take on salary as well. Although, it would be very entertaining. I would go pay to see Westbrook. I don't think they're going to win any games with them, not to mention. Oh, they definitely uh, win some games in the East. I don't. Uh, and then I also. It would be a top five team immediately with Westbrook. Uh, top five. In uh, the East. In the East. Count them in out. the East. Count them out. You got the Boston Celtics. One. You may. You maybe got the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks. Maybe. Maybe the Milwaukee Bucks. On, they're probably going to lose okay. Giannis. So that's two. That's not, two. They, even if they don't lose Giannis, they're going to lose everything around Giannis. You count. That's two. Not much. That's it. Everything else is a toss-up. What about Miami? They just went to the finals. Toss-up. They, they got to come back healthy. Dra uh, what, what's your what boy, Ivan Drago? Drago, he might not come back. That's their point guard. Jimmy can't carry the team the whole season, huh? What about Toronto? What about Washington? I'm not definitely not worried about Washington. I'm not worried about that. The bullets? I'm not worried about <laughs> Ain't nobody worried about the bullets. <laughs> I'm not worried. I, I give you the I give you them two after the, after them two, everything else is a toss up. Do you what? think we'll see some trade action tomorrow? Yes. Yes. The what Lakers, are you most looking forward to? I think the Lakers are gonna be very active. I keep seeing uh what's my man name for OKC with the dye in his hair? Um the point guard kind of remind you of uh, uh, Rondo a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, from from, from he came he came from um, Atlanta. Schroeder. Think of his name. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've been seeing his name. He looked look like the boy that played on um 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 the the captain movie. I'm your captain now. <laughs> <laughs> That's who he looked like. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious to see where CP3 gonna end up because I do think he'll get traded. That's what I want to see. I think that's yeah. what I want to see. Traded. I think Westbrook is gonna get traded. Uh and I also feel like Kevin Love may get traded as well. Okay. Well, you know the biggest trade they're talking about is James Harden going to the Nets. You know what would be crazy? You're gonna have James Harden, you're gonna have Kevin Durant, and you're gonna have Kyrie Irving. And that's that's a big three. If, that if, is a big three, but yet again, James Harden will be a toxic combination for another big three team. Check this out, though. I don't see it. If, if I can get James Harden, much. I know this is going to sound crazy, but if I was to get Harden, th this would be nasty, but I would backdoor and throw Kyrie in that trade deal and get rid of Kyrie, and I'd rather just have Harden and uh, Durant. I wouldn't want Kyrie with them, no. too. No. You no. Know, you know why you keep Kyrie? Because yeah, Kyrie cancer, is a man. Yeah, you cancer, get dog. I I wouldn't say that. I mean, he's he's the reason that LeBron has a championship in Cleveland. You take Kyrie off of that team, you don't have the championship because you Kyrie. LeBron off that team, you don't get to play for the championship. So don't say that. Hey, don't matter. We, but when 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 in the finals, who was the closer? It wasn't LeBron. I mean, Kyrie hit that shot. I get Kyrie. He was the closer in in every game. He was the closer. But in I get every single what, game. I get where you got to think about chemistry. You just got to think about the way that people are. The, the cohesive. What Durant Durant likes Kyrie, 
Steve Nash seems to like Kyrie so far. We we gonna see. That's true, but it's 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 like it's like when you got two pretty girls. Okay, it's like when you got two pretty girls. Which one do you? Well, we know what you would do, Black Dick Vitale. I'm gonna take it. Uh, uh, is that what you gonna do? Is that how you gonna I'm do me tonight? Take, you gotta pick one. You know, you gotta pick one or the other. Which Easy. one are you taking? That's gonna not give you as much heartache and headache. Well, it depends on the day of the week. Okay, so we're we're, we're gonna keep moving on in this. I am excited for the draft. I'm excited to see. Because the Hornets have a chance to get a good pick and make and make a and actually have an impact player uh, join the team, and whether that's Wiseman uh, when we get to our pick, whether that's Obi Toppin, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do. Hold on, hold on, we cannot bypass the NBA draft and talk about that boy coming out of Charlotte who has made great leaps and leaps and bounds and who is slated to go in the top five right now. That boy Patrick Williams from West Charlotte High School uh, went to Florida State, one and done. He has he is growing on every draft board right now. You're right. Slated to be in the top five. He's slated to be in the top five. We can't gloss over that. West Charlotte representing the Selmo Four. Come on now. That boy about to go out there and do some big things. I think he'll probably be the highest drafted player from Charlotte ever this week. All right now. Where is he projected? He's top five right now. Top five? Top five right now. Draft boys have him top five, definitely top ten. What Steph went? Seventh? No, Steph went like 13. No, Steph went like seven or eight. You feel about that? Yes, I, I do. This I feel real comfortable. You want to okay. put a you want to place another car wash on? I am not allowed to do <laughs> that because I am a part of an organization. Okay, well, we'll talk about it off the radio, off, off the podcast. <laughs> that doesn't bet on it, but um, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna Definitely say that. Go 13. You know what? I'm excited for these cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's ready to go top five. I'm excited about that. That is exciting, um, especially for a Charlotte guy. Good, good looking up. You know, maybe we'll we'll get on live and follow the draft just because the Hornets do have a close draft pick. I just hope that you know with Mitch Kupchak in in place, I, I have a lot of hope for this team, and I'm feeling. What good number about is it. the Hornets picking? I, I I don't know. I think it's Are four. they fourth? Third, Are they fourth? Excuse me. Third. The third. third. I think yeah. it's three. Yeah. Yeah. So. As long as we don't take Adam Morrison, we're good. They don't need to take the kid no. from Charlotte either. No, they don't. He need yeah. to get out of Charlotte. Let him and get I, out. And of I Charlotte. think that's that's correct for him to do. Yeah, he need to get out of Charlotte. I never heard. He's gonna be a hell of a player though. I never heard of him, uh, and I know people probably gonna call me a hater, but I doubt he gonna go top five though. No, he now he actually did a lot at Florida State. You got to remember, Florida State and Carolina were I'm not, not Carolina. Hold up, I'm not saying. Not, okay, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just, I just don't think he's gonna go top five. I'm just, was just thinking about the, the team. Top there. five, top ten. He'll de- he'll definitely be a first rounder, but they got him top five, top ten. I give you top ten. Okay, okay, that's how. I good. give you top ten. Okay, okay. I think he, I think he'll be gone definitely before six though. So that would be top five. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he could he could basically do everything LeBron do, and he actually could probably do it better at the stage of his career. Okay, well now there's some. <laughs> I'm just saying. Call. It's your I'm girl, just telling, Michelle. He said he never seen him. I saw him. I, I, I don't I get tangled up. I saw him this. play 15 games right. in West Charlotte. I saw him play in the state finals with the flu. I I've seen this young man. Come on, man. I'm just telling you, he can he Come can put on, the ball on the floor. He's six eight. 
He's 6'8". He can shoot. He's a point guard. He can defend the rim. He can do a lot of things. So, he just, he just did. so, so why isn't he the projected number one pick then? You talking about he better than LeBron and he was at this stage? He 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 took a, he took a little longer to develop. He his jump shot is way better than LeBron at this stage. Man, come on, man. Hey, you dude, I, this man I, name and LeBron name shouldn't be coming out your mouth together, man. Come I, on, man. You know he ain't gonna give LeBron his flowers. I, I gave. I mean, LeBron is he's he's you have not giving that man. His I said flowers. at this stage, LeBron didn't have a jump shot coming out of out of high school. LeBron right sold out. Right or wrong? Right or Are we right or wrong? LeBron did LeBron have a jump shot coming out, coming out of high school? No, he didn't. I okay. no. He did not. But this, this dude, young listen, man. this dude, not as good as LeBron was coming out of high school. Man, come on, come on, bro. Chill out, man. Rob got that six look. Eight, when you at the six eight, shot, he can play every position. Six, he can play cut. every position on the floor. He can, he can knock down a three. He can play defense. What you want to put on? He will not go top five. What you want to put on? I, I already said he's probably top ten. Top ten. But they oh, they got him staying go top five. You said he wouldn't go lower. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna go lower than six. Hey, we we both from the city. Come on, what's up? <laughs> I don't think he's gonna go lower than six. I put some up. I what, what's your favorite restaurant? Frescos. No, I'm gonna put some. You're, not, you're not including it. You can't bet. Remember, you can't bet. You can't. I bet. can't bet. What, what you want to put on? You can't bet. You can't bet. We will put a fifty piece on it. Okay. What's his dude name again? Right. So be checking for him. Pat. Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams. Okay. We, Patrick we Williams. He was ACC all freshman. Just want to put that out there. Okay. What that mean? Pat, Patrick Williams from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, D. Stand up. Charlotte, North Carolina. Stand up. Charlotte, stand from up. D. Charlotte, Here North Carolina. We gonna find out. Yes, sir. When, thir- Wednesday night, Thursday night. There you go. Me Is it Thursday night? Seven oh four. It's Wednesday night. Now we got something wagered for the people to to anticipate. It's what it's. Do? Yeah, I'm with it. All right. It's Wednesday night. What's your girl April Michelle? <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> kick it over to my partners and let them close this one out. I am the Black Dick Vitale, aka Live by Blair. <laughs> We out this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want my fifty piece. <laughs>